Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And I am super excited about today's guest. And I'm really looking forward to the topic today. It's going to be timely. It's going to be helpful. It's going to be motivational. And, and so my guest is really, truly a legend in this space, kind of needs no introduction, but I will intro him for good measure. Hey, Brett Curry here. Before we dive into today's topic, I want to talk quickly about YouTube ads. People ask me all the time, what makes for a great YouTube ad? And it's true. The ad is the hardest part for getting YouTube to work. Now, I love the campaign structure. I love audience targeting. And I love tinkering with bids and using the smart bid algorithm. And I even like budget management. I like all that behind the scenes stuff. But I've seen it time and time again where the exact same campaign structure just limps along with a mediocre video. But you get the right video with the right message that resonates with people, and that same campaign structure just takes off. It scales. And so over the last couple of years, my team and I, we've been collecting good YouTube ads. We've been watching, we've been paying attention, looking at our own clients, looking at the numbers, finding what are ads that resonate and work on YouTube. And so we started building this little guide, this little guide that we use internally. And we started categorizing ads and giving them fun names like the manifesto and the UGC mashup and the have it all. And so we started kind of breaking down what elements in these videos make them work. And so I was speaking at a recent event, and I just happened to mention that this resource existed, and uh, people sort of clamored for it. Like, everybody's like, hey, I want to see the guy. I want to see that resource. I want to see all these successful ads. And so that's what we've done. So we put together this resource, kind of first time ever, going to share it with a broader audience. It's free. So check it out and get our list of winning YouTube ad formulas with lots of examples. Let this be your inspiration for your next killer YouTube ad. So this is a free resource. We'll link to it in the show notes to this show, but you can also go to omgcommerce.com, click on resources and then guides, and it's the YouTube ad templates and guide. Check it out, and I hope it inspires your next killer YouTube ad campaign. And now, back to the show. I've got, I've got the Roland Frazier on the podcast today. I was just telling Roland uh, before the call started, he's the host of one of my favorite podcasts right now, the Business Lunch Podcast. I highly recommend it. Great guests, great topics. Comes out multiple times a week. It's, it's fantastic. You also probably know Roland from the Traffic and Conversion Summit. Uh, he's a partner in that and, and with Brian Dice and Digital Marketer, also CEO of War Room, a fantastic mastermind, which is actually the reason we're doing this Podcast. This all came because of a, a war room call I was on, and I was like, "Well, we got to, we got to, we got to do an episode for e-commerce evolution." And, and Roland agreed to come on. And Roland is one of those guys, uh, just super smart, and has his hand in a lot of things, knows a whole lot of things, and so thrilled to have him on. And so, with that, Roland, man, welcome to the show, and, and thanks for taking the time. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So we were on. I was, I was listening in as, as you and. Perry Belcher, we're, we're going through a war room call, which, which by the way, it, it's times like this, you know, as we're all kind of going through this crisis and figuring out what to do, that, that things like masterminds become even more valuable, you know, because uh, a few weeks ago, like, you know, you could get kind of fat and lazy, things are going really well. And <laughs> now it's like, hey, we need these communities like mastermind groups. So, so kudos to you. It is funny that in, in, in good times, they're great because everybody's kind of sharing what's working and all. But then when, when things go a little bit uh, the other way, it's nice to have people that you can count on and, and say, you know, hey, man, I'm, I'm a little concerned about this. What, what can I yeah. do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're, they're good in the good times. They're almost necessary in the bad times, you know, if you can, if you can swing it. So um, I, I particularly liked what you and, and Perry were talking about on the call. And so I think to kind of kind of set the stage. So we're going to be talking about, you know, how do we market? How do we, how do we grow in a downturn, in a crisis? How do we navigate these waters? We'll get into a couple of different subjects that you know a lot about. But I think to start with, let's talk about mindset. So how are you approaching 
this crisis and how are you instructing war room members and clients and friends? How are you instructing them to look at this crisis from a business perspective? Uh, I mean, the uh, it's everybody has their own reaction to things. So I, we can't ever instruct. We can only say, here's some things to think about, right? So um, the way I like to approach that is just to say, here's some things to think about. This is this is not um, this is not an unusual thing to happen, other than the way that it was precipitated, right? It's we we're not generally big on pandemics here in the states. I don't think we've had any. Um, but over the last, uh, over the history of our country, I was talking to uh, Jay Abraham the other day, and he said, you know, this is this has happened 48 times uh, in terms of recessions in uh, in the history of our country. And I know that, um, you know, for me personally, I saw as a kid, I saw the one in the 70s, and then uh, you know there was one in 1982. Some bad things happened then, and uh, in the 90s, and then in 2000, and then the big where they call it the Great Recession, not the Great Depression, but the Great yep, Recession yep. in 2008, 2009. So like the fact that business is cyclical is no surprise. It's so, always going to be that way. It has always been that way. It will always be that way. Really, the only thing that's novel about this is the, is the pandemic. Yeah. Correct. Right. So, um, so if, we take, if we take that out and say, okay, we're going we're gonna to just look at things Things have changed, but this is really unusual because this has been a change that probably wasn't going to happen, and um, and I think probably won't continue once it gets once we get to open our doors again because it's three point two million I think people filed for unemployment last week, which they said the highest before that was uh, six hundred ninety five thousand people. Wow in uh, wow. 1982 and 665,000 people in, I think, 2015. So do you remember having like giant trouble in 2015? You know, eh, probably not, you know, but, um, but the thing to think about is that that's only because it's not because like people like business stopped. It's not because business stopped organically anyway. It's because right. we're literally telling people you can't, open your business right now, which we all know. Yeah. yeah. And we all know that that can't last, that, that eventually the public is going to say, you know what, if we're going to die, we're going to die. And I'm not saying that to tell people to go out and about, I'm just saying we will, we are not as human beings inclined to live in confinement. So, right. Um, right. you know, so, and, and if you look at all of the flatten the curve studies and all of that kind of stuff, they say, you know, we, we really, if we can just, you know, at the on the uh, average, I would say is three or four months of um, of this on a on a bad kind of side. You know, on a on a not a worst case, but on a probable, most likely bad case as far as how long we have to stay in this kind of environment. Well, that's that's gonna just that that means that all of the demand is pent up. It didn't go away. Yes. It's just, you know, hey, we can't travel right now. We can't go into our office right now because we'll die. You know, it's so, <laughs> so I guess the, the first thing that I tell people is, is look, this is an artificial situation. And, um, and so the reality that you're in right now is not a reality that's likely to continue for any extended period of time. So the first thing then that you might think about is, can I survive from the date of today through the date when things start to return to normal. Because when they start to return to normal, then you can start doing whatever it was that you were doing before that was, you know, that was uh, feeding your family and, and making you rich or getting you by. And, um, and so then if you think about that, it's like, okay, well, th this is kind of like, it, it's a weird combination of a startup, a turnaround and a recession. In a startup, we have runway, right? You say, okay, we're going to yep, start this yep. business. I need cash to fund it. Hand. Yeah, and I can, I can fund it. What's my burn rate? Well, my burn rate is $10,000 a month or whatever your burn rate is, right? And in a startup, my burn rate is $10,000 a month. I've got $120,000. I have a 12-month runway before I run out of capital. And, and somewhere along that way, ideally, before I hit the end of the runway, which is a brick wall for most of those startups, right? right, when I'm, right. I don't get to continue my business anymore. I either have to make enough profit to get additional runway, or I need to raise capital or borrow capital to get additional runway. 
Well, it's nothing different here in terms of your survival of your business is you have to look right now and say, what's my burn rate? What is the amount of money that's going out of my company? What is the probability of money continuing to come in at what rate? And then you say, how much money do I have currently divided by my burn rate, my net burn rate, meaning my revenue less my expenses. And then that tells you how many months you got. Now, if you do that, and I've, I've walked through that, like um, actually Perry too uh, was telling me he went through this with one of our war members that was freaking out. They were like, man, everything's going to crap. I don't know what to do. And um, you know, it, well, it turns out that they had 108 months of runway. <laughs> You know, that's probably gonna that's probably gonna do it. I, I think we will I mean, safely you know be out of quarantine by then. If we're not out of quarantine by then, we're all going back to caves, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> we're all screwed at that point. Yeah, we're all, we're all yeah, yeah, it's so, all Mad Max at that point. Yeah, so so I think it's like that's the very first thing, and then you say, okay, well, what are the things that um, that I can do to extend that runway? Well, one of the things that we talked about is can I get additional money? And the easiest way to do that right now, and particularly in the short term, short term, if you need more money, is to go borrow it. And um, there are companies that will do uh, multiple credit card applications at the same time. If like if you need money in the next couple of weeks, then go to one of those companies and get yourself one hundred and fifty thousand dollars or so. Typically, you can get fifty to one hundred and fifty, depending on your credit, and that's cash. Like you just do cash advances. Now, the SBA has been uh, funded and depending on which version of the bill gets enacted, there's like, I think last time I read it was 357 billion that's going into funding small businesses and 50 billion. Are you going to read all versions, Roland, just so that you're ready? Like all all 880 pages? No, no. (laughs) I'm going to look and see what they're saying. But yeah, I never, it's really funny how people don't understand how law works is, you know, bill a bill is something that is not a law until it's voted on and approved by both houses of Congress here in the United States, if you're watching from the United States or listening, and then signed by the president. And so a lot of people get all, you know, okay, well, this, this bill says this and this, but the chances are it's going to change quite a bit before it finally gets through. Now, um, let's say that it goes, you know, that it goes through or doesn't, no matter what, there is money in the United States in the Small Business Administration, and they have a loan called a 7A loan that'll allow you to get $350,000. That's an accelerated uh, procedure, typically 30 to 60 days versus the four to six months it takes to get one of the bigger loans. But those bigger loans right now that they funded are, the terms are two to 3% interest with a crazy year payback, right? So so all of that and, and however that shakes out doesn't matter. All that you need to know is the principle is go get some money, right? right. right. Go get some money. And people are saying, well, but I don't know if I'm gonna need it. You're gonna need it, right? Assume that you're going to need it. Assume that you're going to need it so that it's available. Absolutely. Wouldn't it be better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it? So, um, and and even if you don't need it for your current operations or to extend your current runway, it will be helpful to acquire other businesses because not everybody's going to make this, right? Not everybody listens to your podcast. So um, (laughs) I, I think that's the very first thing. And then the second thing that I tell people is, if you need money that is, uh, if you need more runway, then the other way to get it is to think about your current expenses. And so this is where the, the startup looking at runway goes to turnaround. And in a turnaround situation, um, like if I go into a business to turn around, the very first thing we do is we go and we say, okay, we need a 14-day inflow outflow of cash forecast. And we need to know everything that's coming in and everything that's going out. And are we net positive or negative? And then what do we have to work with, right? So it's a kind of a, uh, a proactive version of the runway. Now, I know that at our company, uh, and I'm talking about one of our companies that we go through at Digital Marketer, we'll find every quarter $20,000, $30,000 a month of stuff that we're not using anymore that you know we either got and said, yeah, this is a super cool tool. We're going to do this at some point. We never did. Uh, this is super cool. We're going to use it. It doesn't work. You know, it's like, so <laughs> yeah. there's just so much fat that, that is typically, you know, that has, has kind of built up when times are good. You're not motivated to get around to it. You've got other things. You'd rather go out and make $100,000 than save 15, right? And, and that's actually smart. But um, so that's the next thing is, is doing that cash flow analysis. Do a 14-day cash analysis and then do a 90-day week by week. So your 14 days is day by day. Your 12 weeks is week by week after that. And that probably 
is going to get you through what we're looking at right now. I would think, I think so. Yeah. And then, um, and Especially then you for e-commerce, because I think one thing to keep in mind, and I know that, that the, the degree to which people are experiencing pain in the e-commerce industry does vary pretty wildly based on what they're selling. But we, yeah. we have a lot of clients right now. I ran a report a couple of days ago, like 60% of the clients in OMG are actually growing Mm-hmm. Uh, even through this this uh, downturn, because some consume you know consumer shopping is shifting online. Now there's still some goods and and categories that are down, no doubt about it. Um, but I, I would agree with you. I think if you have that 12 week plan, hopefully things will will kind of begin to turn. And I think e-commerce is going to come out better than most. Uh, it from, from this experience, yeah. Yeah, the, I think the only like the your biggest risk is somebody like Amazon. If you're if you're really dependent on Amazon. And they say, yeah, we're not taking that anymore. It's like, right, right. Really? You're not, you're just not taking it anymore. You know, uh, you know, and that's been crazy. We've, we've been dealing, so we have a, uh, we have kind of our, our, our Google and YouTube side of our business and then the Amazon side of our business and mm-hmm. our top sellers, almost all of them have been scrambling as of late because either, well, Amazon's not taking their shipments into the Amazon fulfillment centers, but now Amazon's saying, we won't even ship your goods. If we have it, if we have it on hand, we're not shipping it to customers until end of April or May or and it like yeah. keeps getting delayed. So it's forcing Amazon sellers to say, well, I'll just do fulfilled by merchant then. And, and that's yeah. actually a good move in a lot of ways. So again, it's like painful. It's causing people to scramble. They're losing some sales right now, but it's forcing them to diversify and it's actually could be a good thing in the long run. Yeah. Now, what I don't know, um, and you probably do, is is Amazon moving? If you've got goods there, will they move that to your your yeah. other? I mean, you're just locked. They've locked down. <laughs> they've got your property. Right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that kind of that kind of sucks. Yeah. So if you've got your access to anything, at least that's my understanding. There's going to be some you. lawsuits that they're going to have to deal with them because, like, Could if be. they don't give you access to your property and they can claim force majeure, but like to get actual access to it, be interesting to see what happens with that. I bet there's going to be some, there are probably some attorneys right now going, yeah, keep it. <laughs> exactly. Coming yeah. for you, Bezos, coming right. after you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, so the, so the 12 week plan, I think that's going to get a lot of people through. Mm-hmm. I'll let you continue there. Oh yeah. So, so then, then you look and say, okay, well, what can I do to accelerate the inflows of income? And um, that it's been fun to watch all of the different things that people are doing on the marketing side. Right now, I'm just talking about the finance side. And on the finance side, it's, uh, okay, can I, if I've got accounts receivable, which a lot of people that are selling online don't have accounts receivable, but if you do, um, then can you offer people a discount to pay sooner? Um, are, are there things that you can do to accelerate payments in any way? Um, can you do bulk or discount or bundle or anything else that encourages people to pay sooner as opposed to paying later or uh, to disincentivize people or to incentivize people to, you know, to act now as opposed to putting off. And so you see a lot of people doing that. And even Warren Buffett said, you know, one of my favorite things during the time of recession is to buy durable goods because... I love that advice. So smart. Yeah. Right. He's like, look, if, if, if a couch that I don't, if a couch that I was thinking about buying is 50% off right now and I save a thousand dollars on it and then I invest that at 12% for 40 years, it's worth $50,000 or some yeah, ridiculous yeah, yeah, amount, yeah. right? It's, exactly. I love the way that guy thinks. But, and so if we think like that and I'd probably be using that if I was selling durable goods, I'd probably say, you know, why don't you follow, you know, the Warren Buffett sale or something like uh, yeah, that. That's right? brilliant. That's brilliant. You know? I love it. Yeah. So, so that like all of those things with finance to me are the, the things that will help us stay because it, it's the people who have the cash to, to be able to survive past what we call the survival line, right? Whenever this phenomenon ends um, are the people who are going to be positioned to grow the fastest and, and, and get ahead the most. So that's like, that's finance advice. And I can go through the other stuff, but it's kind of long. So I don't know if you want to do that. No, that that's, that's perfect. And then let, let's, let's talk about a few elements of, of what we just covered and then yeah. get into some marketing uh, topics as well. But uh, I love this because, and, and you know, we, we obviously want to be sensitive to what's going on. There's a, there's a lot of pain, there's, there's anxiety, there's fear. All those things I, I think are, are perfectly normal and justifiable. And, uh, but I think as, as leaders and entrepreneurs, we have to pull ourselves together and get our heads right and see this for what it is. And I had a call with a friend of mine today. He's an e-commerce merchant, sells on Amazon, but sells uh, through his own website and stuff. And he's like, I don't know, man, I'm just, I'm seeing this as an opportunity. 
Like it's just, it's an opportunity. So I, I'm, opportunity. my sales are up because he, he sells an item that people can use at home and especially kids that are bored can use at home. Uh, and so he's, he's selling like gangbusters. He'd already started some of his fulfilled by merchant activities. So he's able to pivot mm-hmm. and use that. Uh, so he's, he's seeing it as an opportunity. And I, and I remember hearing several people, even just a few months ago saying, you know, right now the best advice is sit on cash because the economy is so good. And then you're looking for opportunities when the next recession comes. I don't think anybody thought it would be like as soon as it is or, or yeah, it happened the way me. it did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if you, if you do have a good cash position and you can make it through that survival line, like you talked about, there's big opportunities. Like there's, there's, huge. there's, there's huge opportunities. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and so let's, let's maybe, uh, oh, and I want to, I want to mention something else too, just because I, I'm a huge fan of this guy. You mentioned Jay Abraham. You guys did. A, did you guys do a Facebook Live together recently? We did. Yeah, yeah. Is that a, is that available globally, or is that like to a select group? It, no, it is. It was. Uh, it was. We're doing everything right now that we have that's that would normally be part of a group or something like that. We're doing uh, open to the public. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Jay and I just started a uh, you know a thing called the Strategic Alliance, where we are uh, basically providing question and answer type stuff for entrepreneurs. Uh, and so that we're, we bought everybody that was on that call the first month of it. And uh, nice. it's kind of fun. Yeah. So, so we're Very just cool. answering questions and, you know, it's kind of fun to have the, to have him who uh, I remember when Tony Robbins was a client of mine, uh, when I was practicing law, he, I got a letter from Tony, you know, for, that was a Jay Abraham letter about this, you know, I think it was, it might've even been a Mr. X thing, you know, and this, this, and it was $500 for the book. And I was like, Oh man, $500. And I bought it. And I was like, Ooh, this is great. You know? So it's kind of fun to, to have it, have the opportunity to work with Jay now and, uh, and do stuff together. But yeah, if if anybody goes to, you can go to my Facebook feed and, um, and just search Jay Abraham and it it should come up in there. It's, I mean, it's was in, it was Monday, uh, right? So Okay. And I'll, and I'll link to it in the show notes as well so people can access it. But yeah. it's, it's so interesting. When I was in college, my uncle kind of stumbled on the Jay Abraham. And so believe it or not, he bought a bunch of Abra- Jay Abraham stuff and sent me these cassette tapes. Now, this yeah. I was yeah. in college in the early 2000s. So cassettes were old at that time. But I was like, I was yeah. just devoured it. And I remember, and you mentioned strategic alliances. Like that was the part of marketing where I was like, this makes sense. I like this mm-hmm. a lot. And so yeah. that we've actually utilized that that mindset to grow OMG Commerce. I've used to grow other businesses. Like yep. it's it's so smart, and I'm a huge Jay Abraham fan. So I'll I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes. Great, but, yeah. But check out that check out that that business and that offering. It's it's really cool. And it, what's cool about that um, for everybody that's listening is we talk about like it was just open Q and A, and so we had people from e commerce and everything else just asking questions about you know what should they do, and um, it was fun just you know giving you know, here's what we see working and all the different things that we have access to. And here's some ideas and things like that. So it's a good place to get inspired for what you can do if you're feeling like you don't have anything that, you know, any options right now. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So let's talk about marketing a little bit in the, in the war room call, um, you know, from a week ago or early in the week, whenever it was, I don't know. It's so hard to like, uh, my concept of time has shifted. <laughs> it's weird when you're home for like a week. Yeah. It's been, this is the second week for me because I, I know only because Last Monday and Tuesday, uh, a week ago, I was supposed to have an event. And on Sunday night, I was sitting in the restaurant of the hotel where we were going to have the event. It was only 25 people and was really wrestling with... I had a few people who had flown in and this was all getting ready to happen. And that was the night that they announced we're closing all the restaurants, we're closing you know, here Man. in California. So uh, yeah, so this is... We're coming up, I think, uh, on Monday, on this the next Monday that comes after this, it will have been two weeks and it feels like it's been four. You know? I know, I know. It's it's so funny. And, and I'm in Missouri. And so we we just went on lockdown recently. And I think everything is fine in our area, but still still uh, probably smart. But it's funny, I, like I'll see TV commercials with with large groups or people like driving down the street like normal. I'm like, oh, I remember those days. I remember when, <laughs> when life was like that. It, was, it wasn't that long ago, but it just, it feels like it well, was. But now, and now you see it sometimes, uh, you'll see people... Uh, you know, like an announce, a press announcement or something like that. And there are people all together. And you're like, are you crazy? <laughs> you yeah, you're all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's funny how uh, normal, the new normal shifts pretty quickly. Uh, but, but so on this war room call, you were talking about, you know, looking at different segments of buyers and how, well, yes, there's some consumers who have freaked out. There's a lot who have not. 
And there's yep. a lot of people out there that have money, that have resources, and mm-hmm. they want to still buy things. In fact, yes. buying things is therapeutic and it makes you feel normal and people hey. crave that right now. Retail therapy. Retail therapy. Yeah. What was it that Ryan Dice said that consumerism is like the number one hobby in America or something like that? I don't know if he just made that up or if that's like a real thing. I think it's real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so talk a little bit about that. How, how is, what is your approach and what are your thoughts about how do we still, how do we continue to market in this time of uncertainty and, and crisis? Yeah, I, th- I think it's, um, it, it's really good. I, I, ta- I did a, um, a Zoom with Rachel Miller the other day, who's a, just a bundle of energy. I don't know if you got to see it or not, but she was saying, like when she's talking to people, she asks first, she said, can you sell what you sell now? Because if you can't, like if you're a restaurant and it's closed uh, or uh, if you're an office and the office is closed and you couldn't go remote and you can't sell the thing because you have to deliver it in person, then that's that's a different kind of situation. So I, I like that as, a, as an initial filter to say, can you sell what you used to be able to sell? And if you can, then can you pivot? If, if it's not, in, is it in demand? If it's not in demand, then can you pivot? And, um, and to help with that, I think, that this, uh, and, and I don't know the issue that I found it in. I still have to go back and find it, but there was a really good consumer segmentation uh, study and matrix that came out in Harvard Business Review. Yeah, uh, I've got a link to it, so I'll put it, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Well, it came out around the Great Recession, right? So it was like 2008, 2009. Yeah, exactly. So, and so what they did was they said, let's see, let's look at consumer behavior in a recession. And they said, there's, there, it, it depends on, the what type of customer, what type of consumer it is. And there were four categories you could fall into. And one was slam the brakes, which is, you know, oh, I'm freaking out. No, I can't do anything. I got to stop. I'm not doing anything. I'm not spending anything. And I was like, er, that doesn't last very long, by the way. Um, but you've got that group of people. And then they said there's a pained but patient group of people. And these are, this is the largest swath of people who are like, they're feeling it. But they're like, okay, this is gonna this is gonna hurt, um, but we're gonna get through this. I'm not freaking out. I'm not hitting the panic button. Then um, there were. Yeah, I, heard, I saw I saw a quote today. It's kind of funny. Maybe ties to that that said, "This will pass. It may pass like a kidney stone, but it will, <laughs> but it will I like pass." That. I like <laughs> so that. That's, that's I like probably that, that group. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the um, the comfortably uh, well off, and then the um, the uh, carpe diem people, the basically live for the day, right? And um, depending on which of those categories you're in, you're going to have different behaviors for four different types of products. One type of product that is doing well, and they did a, like a green, yellow, and red shading. Green meant business as usual, no change at all. Yellow meant probably looking for deals or substitute products or to pay the same that they would have paid for a more inferior product, but for a better product, so effectively a discount. And then there's red. And in the 16 quadrants, if you took those four types of people down the left and the four types of products on the right uh, at the top, there would be 16 boxes. And only three of those boxes were red. Two of them, and red was declining sales. And they were declining only in the categories. The four categories were essentials, things that we, you basically need to live, like toilet paper. Um, and uh, and <laughs> then there was uh, treats and then postponables and expendables and treats are things that we do for ourselves, just, you know, some little reward or big reward that we do for ourselves, those kinds of products. Then the postponables would be like a new water heater or car or, or something you don't have to have. And then, um, expendables, basically just kind of stuff you buy and probably shouldn't in the first place. (laughs) And, um, it was really funny because when you read the definition in the study between expendables and, uh, and, and postponables, you're like, I I don't, uh, why do you have that fourth category? I think it's so that they had a four by four. But the encouraging thing is, is that the study, which was based on actual buying behavior, showed that um, the only people who were really going to hurt sales, so the only areas that sales were going to decline were in expendables. If you were, if you had slam on the brakes people and pain but patient people, they're kind of saying... One saying, hell no, we're not buying that. And the other one saying, probably not going to buy that now because it's expendable. It doesn't, I mean, we don't need it or want it. It's just kind of like an impulse buy. And then um, the only other area for declining sales was postponables for slam on the brakes people. So that means that if you're selling essentials, 
you're that was all green, no changes. Yep. You're still going to sell those. Yep. No need to discount. No need to you know panic. No need to freak out. If you're selling treats, then people are looking. Like I said, they're looking to substitute. So in your marketing, you say, okay, what is my product a substitute for? That's a more expensive product, and then lean into that. Lean into the people who used to be buying, you should be knowing, like if your product is a substitute for some other product, you should identify what products are, is your product a substitute for and is your product less expensive than that? And then go after all the places those people are advertising. Use Pathmatics or uh, SimilarWeb or AdBeat or any of those tools to say, you know, okay, that this is where those people are selling and then go take their business away from them. If you're, um, if you are, discounting, then lean into the discount and advertise the discount. And if you're bundling or something like that, do that as well. And then, um, and then also lean into the messaging, because if you're selling something that's essential, it's essential, no problem. But if you get into the next category of treats, then you're saying, okay, well, this is, this is what a lot of people want to do right now. This is the retail therapy. This is the, you know what, you're at home and you've cut back, but you deserve this. That's right. That's right. right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Ezra Firestone with with Boom by Cindy Joseph, he, he sent out a fantastic email recently and it did really well. And then the whole premise was create a spa day at home, right? So so one of the most helpful things, and this is legitimate that you can do right now, is, is battle stress, right? So how do you how do you reduce stress? Well, here's a way to create yes. a little spa day at home. Treat Actually, yourself. good for your health, good for your immune system, all that. And here's a little bundle and a, and a, and a discount to go with it. It was brilliant and, and it yeah. worked. And that, and that's exactly what you would do. And that actually would be something that would appeal to all four classes of those consumers, right? So that's kind of that's kind of exciting to know that that's there. Then if you have the postponables, you lean into well, the only people who are really postponing like that, the only red in that category was those slam on the brakes people. So that those people, that's just going to be a matter of time. But the rest of the people, then you go with. The Warren Buffett thing, right? Now there's never been a better time to buy. This is right, the, go with right. the deal, but tell them why. Don't just knock it in, you know, knock it off 50%. Say this yep. is why, and this is why it makes sense to buy. Yeah. There's got to be a reason why, right? I remember uh, that yes. old marketing lesson. There's there's always got to be a reason why. And it could be a really weird reason, like St. Saint, Saint Patty's Day. That's the reason why, you know, or or in this case, it's we're creating, this is our own stimulus package, right? We're creating our own yes. stimulus package for yes. you to help you to ease the pain. And let's go. What's interesting too, so as you look at the, that segment of, of buyers, right? And, and, and I like how the article talked about, it's no longer just like the, the age and gender and income because those, those categories you just described are really more psychological. There could be some really well-off people that are still in that slam on the brakes because that's, just, that's sure. just their nature. And broke people who are in the carpe diem. Right? Yeah, it's like, like <laughs> screw it, man. I'm just going to have fun and I'm going to buy whatever and it's, it's therapy and who cares? Um, well, bankrupts do I have to, you know? So uh, yeah, just understanding that psychology. But what's interesting, so we have a, a client and I can't reveal too much, but they're in the automotive space and it's really not a necessity what they sell, right? But they've got a large segment of uh, comfortable, but, but well-off mm -hmm. and they're still, but they're also positioned in their marketplace as more of a value. They've been doing super well. Like this is not something that this is not. You do not need this right now if you're at home fighting the, the COVID pandemic. But they are up, and they're up in in quite a nice way. And I think part of that is like we're sitting at home. I'm looking at the car in the garage. I got a nice car, and I, I'm just going to yeah. buy this this thing that they sell, yeah. and uh, it's going really well. So I think also understanding that, like, what's the mindset if I if I if I appeal to a segment of the market that's comfortably well off. And maybe I am a bit of a value. So I think that lines up with what you said before, where yep. now maybe I'm, I'm looking for a value, but I still want something that's good. Yeah. Um, it can be a great time to buy. And I think it's, it's been so interesting. I've heard, I've heard from a few other merchants who are either on the war room call or who've been talking to Ezra lately that have said, mm -hmm. I was kind of just hunkered down, right? Because that's, that's just some people, that's, that's their nature. Things go crazy and it's just, I'm going to hunker Worst down. thing you can do. Worst but now they're realizing, do. no, I got I to gotta go for it. And yeah. And, and I think the other thing too, is that that struck me about the categories of product is can you reposition mm -hmm. your product from expendable to essential from postponable to treat, right? What, how do you like the couch is a postponable, I need a new couch, but the couch is a postponable. I can wait for, I can just sit on my old couch. Right. Um, but if it's, 
you know, you're spending a lot of time at home right now. And isn't it time, isn't that couch kind of not like you've been thinking it's not really that comfortable and you're able to sit there and uh, spend time with your kids or watch TV, catch up on Netflix and all, but the whole time you're thinking, I kind of deserve a new couch, right? Yeah. And you, yeah. you move it into treat <laughs> or you move it into essential. Right. Well, then you've opened yourself up to those other psychological categories of, of buyer in a recession. And that messaging alone can be a repositioning element. I think that's kind of exciting to play with. I, I love it. It's super fun. And I'll give you another example. Uh, this The credit on this goes to... Uh, a couple of members of my team, uh, Jess Griminger and Sarah Edwards. That we so we have a client, and they sell big blankets. They're actually called Big Blanket Company. So these these are uh, are ten foot by ten foot ginormous blankets. So it's a hundred square feet. Nice. Uh, they have they have like sumo wrestlers that are spokespeople, and like the tallest guy in the NBA is a spokesperson. But anyway, so we were brainstorming we're like, hey, um, you know, kids are home all over the country. Extended spring break, and school's going to start at some point. But how do you entertain these kids? Uh, and actually, uh, we have another client that sells arts and crafts and stuff like that. And they've just exploded because, again, trying to keep kids entertained. Mm-hmm. And so we had the idea of, hey, let's let's do like build the most epic blanket fort. So like coming, you know, so ads showing the big blanket as an epic blanket fort. So now it's a, yeah. okay, you may have wanted this blanket anyway, but now here's how it can be put to use right now. Keep your kids entertained, keep them happy. It's not just putting them in front of the screen, but it's, you know, it's this kick-ass uh, uh, blanket for it. And so it's things like that. Thinking about how do we, how do we reposition this to fit the time? Yeah, and, and if you think about it, like the, the messaging there is, you know, you got a bunch of kids, you show a bunch of kids running around, you know, what are we going to do? I'm bored. What are we going to do? I'm bored, you know? And then it's like, you know, what am I, what am I going to do? I need, I have an essential. I need something <laughs> to essential. help these guys be entertained. Yeah. Oh, yeah. a big blanket. Big blanket. That sounds Done. great, you know? Yeah. So I, I love that. Absolutely. Really, really smart. Yep, very cool. So, so really good stuff. I, I I know there's there's so much here we can we can talk about. I guess one thing I may just touch on because this this is something that I'm interested in. Uh, yeah. You know, what what about for those people that are they're they're in a good spot? You know, maybe they've been uh, responsible and they're sitting on some cash and they're thinking, I may be looking for my next opportunity or looking for something to to buy. I know this this is an area that you are a master in, and I'd even like if you talk about your, your, your legs uh, intensives a little bit, but, but what, what advice would you give to somebody that is sitting on cash and maybe is looking for an opportunity? What should they be thinking now? What should they be looking for? And I know this can be like a huge topic, so we'll just do kind of a sure. teaser. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I would, I would probably sit on it for another 30 days because I don't believe this is going to stop in 30 days. And I believe a lot of people are going to really who are living hand to mouth in their businesses, um, that there's going to be some tremendous opportunities. I, I know already like restaurants, I've got buddies calling me saying, you know, these restaurants are selling their best wine at like what they paid for it 30 years ago. You know, wow. are you interested? I'm like, wow. yes, I'm interested. Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, and the same thing is, uh, is going to happen with events. Uh, I think like the, the opportunity to buy events, there's so many people who just got their, you know, their, uh, lunch handed to them um, on the uh, on the event side uh, that there's going to be opportunities there in terms of products people that maybe got their stuff frozen at Amazon and can't do anything right now but you know they're freaking out they need some cash the ability to buy equipment machines inventory blogs media of all types um, you know yeah, media, media costs list. are way down we're seeing that we're seeing that on YouTube and I hear it's the yeah. same on Facebook the cost for media is at a major low right now and Everybody's at home, like in front of their computer. So everybody's, everybody's watching YouTube or on Facebook or something like that. Yeah, it's the two things I, I say is like when, when somebody says, you know, what do you think of gambling? I'm like, I think that if I came to you and you were a rational person and I said, let's play a game, it's going to be with your money and the odds are incredibly in my favor, but I'm going to entertain you while you're doing it. Would you like <laughs> to do it? Most people would say no, but then they go to Las Vegas and it's like, hey, you know, <laughs> and it's the same thing right now. Okay, so if there was no pandemic and there was no recession and things were where they were two months ago, and I came to you and I said, you know, hey, I got some advertising to sell you on Facebook and Google. It's half price. And by the way, all of your comp- your competition, they're dialing back their advertising right, right now. Right. They're dialing digital, back or they've left. Yeah. You'd be like, I am so in, triple my ad spend. But now just because there's this situation and people are thinking emotionally, not logically, they're like, 
no, I need to cut back too. I need to hunker down. You know, don't do that. That's crazy. This is the time absolutely to do that. So what's cool is that while it's, I mean, I guess you can buy Google and Facebook at a discount now too in the stock market, but to actually acquire your own media right now, to acquire yes. other people's yes. blogs and videos and listings and all of those kinds of things, podcasts, right? People are freaking out. If you got the cash, um, and I don't think it's yet. I think it's about 30 days from now when, you know, it'll be, we'll have all been confined probably for that amount of time. Everybody's going nuts anyway. People are like, even if it's, it's like, it's kind of like there's traffic on the freeway and you know that if you get on the freeway, it'll take you 45 minutes to get where you're going. But if you take the back roads, it'll take you 45 minutes too, but you'll be moving the whole time. Yes, you kinda, yes, you're yes, like, yes. I'm going to take the back road. So the, there are people that will feel like that with their assets and they'll be like, I can't do anything with my pocket. I can't do anything with my, my product right now. Maybe I should just sell it because that's yeah. motion. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's motion. And so I think that you'll see um, highly motivated sellers and lots of opportunities to buy things. And of course, as you know, you know the, I, I typically buy those for no cash at all. So uh, yeah. not yeah. that you don't pay anything. It's just you don't come out of pocket any cash. So I think it's possible to actually buy those assets, improve your media, buy additional products or services, and uh, at the same time, not deplete the cash that you've got so that if some other once in a lifetime deal comes along, and I say the once in a lifetime deal comes along three or four times a year, I think this year, it, the once in a lifetime deal is probably going to come along five or six times. Yes. Uh, and you just want to, you want to conserve your cash, even if you've got it when you're doing a buy like that, so that you have the cash for the next deal, the in, next case deal. It, yeah. right, in case it really does require. Yeah, I, I heard that. And I, I'm trying to remember, oh, it was, it was a Robert Ringer, the, the guy that wrote... Uh, Meaning for Intimidation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, or he, he changed the title later to to be or not to be intimidated. But but the, the original was, yeah. I like but the he, first one. Yeah, yeah. But he talked about, he, he quoted somebody else, I don't remember who it was, but he, he talked about the effective non-use of cash, yes. right? So you where you ha you keep the cash, yes. but you use it to so you have... Um, so you have enough uh, networks, whatever, to be able to be able to, to to go and acquire deals, and so I think that would fall into this category. I've got one other marketing thing I want to talk about just real quickly as, yeah. as we wrap up. But before that, uh, you know, eventually we'll be able to do events in person together and all that stuff again. But but talk about your your legs intensive just really quickly, and if if you've got plans for any more of those, or 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 maybe that's all yet to be determined. But you want to just speak to that real quickly. Yeah. And, and the answer is that for all of our events, um, we, we don't, you know, I, I follow my own advice. I'm not sitting on my hands or hunkering down. So we've pivoted. All of our events have moved virtual until this is over. So um, I have, I have le legs as leverage, exit, grow and scale. Um, and the um, we're doing our first virtual one, April 21st, 22nd and 23rd. And, um, and rather than get people like, I think it's really hard to sit in front of a computer for eight hours. And so I think the people who are doing events like that are going to find that that it's really tough to maintain engagement. About After about an hour and a half, we see drop-off on anything that we do, no matter how totally it's makes like. Sense. Totally makes sense. It's so not I'm nearly gonna, the same as being in, the, being in a big room full no, of people. No, no. Um, so we're going to do it a little differently. We're going to do it uh, as over three days instead of two. And it'll be six 90-minute sessions. And, uh, and I'm actually doing that with Jay Abraham this time. Fantastic. And, um, Looking forward to it. So, so we're going to do like 9 to 10.30. And then we're going to give a, an assignment for people to work on and then take a break and then come back at 2 o'clock and then go from 2 to 3.30, three days in a row instead of we would normally do it over two days and it'd be like a day and a half. Um, so it, it'll be the same amount of material, but a way more interactivity and you won't get bored if you need to take care of the kids or go build a fort with their big blanket or whatever to keep them from driving <laughs> yeah, crazy. You can do it. And because Zoom offers the ability to do breakouts, we'll be able to actually break the group out into groups of four or five people with the assignment to work on the assignment and then hit the button and suck them back into the main room. So it'll be really fun Super cool. to have... It, it, I mean, it's exactly like we do it, except you're not literally able to touch the other person, right? And we typically frown on that. We tell people not to touch each other, you know, generally in the, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but, but the so, timing yeah. of that, the timing of that will be perfect because so as, as we're recording this on, on March 26, you're talking about, hey, waiting another 30 days or so to maybe look for your opportunity. Exactly. This, this intensive is going to be just before that and going to give you those, those tools, those resources and that, that mindset to say, okay, how can I acquire something maybe without cash Yes. Uh, down initially. And so, so yeah, sounds phenomenal. 
Yeah, it's going to be really fun. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. We've had, it's really funny. The last, uh, the last class that we did was about um, two months ago. And um, I, it's fun. I think there have been uh, 17 businesses purchased already, um, awesome. by that class. And so it's really fun to watch people take the thing and then go, you can, you know, number one, it's, it's a big change of mindset to say, I can buy a $5 million, $8 million, $10 million business without having to come out of pocket. You can't buy it for nothing. You're just buying it for nothing out of pocket, right? right. And all of the, I have 159 different places to find the, uh, you know, or, or I call it the deal stack, right? 159 different levels or layers of the deal stack to be able to do it with the no money out of pocket. And so we just kind of go through that and we go through hypotheticals and say, here's the company. You, your mission now is I want you to buy it. I want you to buy it for no money out of pocket. I want you to put cash actually in your pocket. And, um, and uh, I want you to do it within the next uh, 60 days. It's really, really a fun project. I think we're going to run a challenge on that too that we're launching oh, on Thursday. So it's super uh, cool. Yeah. So, so where can people, and I can link to this in the show notes as well, but where can people find more about that legs intensive? That would be legs, L E G S legs intensive.com. So that's pretty easy to remember. And then um, just generally I'm, I am pretty much everywhere. Roland Frazier, you know, anything forward slash Roland Frazier, you'll, you'll find me. And um, I'm, I answer all my own messages and, you know, try to help as many people as I can. Yeah, you're you're kind of wicked fast, like like shockingly fast at some of those things too. I don't know how you I don't know how you keep <laughs> keep up with so many things going on at one and, time. Oh, and uh, and then of course I have business lunch where we're um, I've taken a lot of those lives, like the, the even the war rooms that we were on, and putting them on business lunch to try to help people. And we're publishing more frequently right now, just so while people are um, kind of in that. I, I'm tr- my goal, and I and I know why you're doing these these too. You know, our goal, I believe, is to give without any expectation, yes. particularly yes. in this time, and to to be there to show people that it's going to be okay. This, yes. is, this yes. has an end date, and you don't want to hunker down. You want to engage. You want to pivot. You want to do all of the things now because the people that take action now are the people that are going to be the survivors and the thrivers when it's past that survival line. So it's so awesome that you're, that you're doing these things too. Yeah. Really, really um, glad to be doing it. Grateful to be doing it and, uh, and appreciate guys like you that are, that are inspiring everybody. So I think, I think this will maybe be a good place to wrap up. We'll kind of leave with, with some positivity Uh, going back to that, that Harvard business review article talking about a couple of companies that, that took this advice in previous recessions. And instead of, Hunkering down, they they leaned in and they and they accelerated. Let's maybe let's maybe share those those stories if you don't mind. I think one was Kellogg's and one was Toyota. Yeah, this, yeah. And that that was in a Forbes article I found. Oh, um, was it okay? Yeah, that was basically going back over the last hundred years through all the different recessions. And so in the Great Depression, the leading cereal company back then was Post, and um, there was a kind of an upstart company called Kellogg's, and Kellogg's. Uh, leaned in, Post cut their spending by half, Kellogg's doubled their spending, and Kellogg's launched a new product also called uh, Rice Krispies with these little characters called Snap, Crackle, and Pop. And um, basically, Post was never able to recover. And so Kellogg's just kind of kind of took the lead. And then in the 70s, it was um, back when they were rationing gasoline at gas stations and having the even-odd days with license plates and all that, um, there were the that was the first time that they published those um, EPA uh, mileage estimate statements where you know this is what the you know how many miles per gallon each of these cars get and two of the winners were Volkswagen and Toyota and Volkswagen cut back because of the recession they're like well you know it's an oil crisis and there's not enough gasoline so we should make less cars and we should advertise less. And Toyota was like, screw that, man. We're one of the most mileage efficient. We're leaning in. And Toyota was able to displace Volkswagen. And then in the uh, 90s, it was um, McDonald's and Pizza Hut and uh, Taco Bell. And uh, when the recession hit, McDonald's cut their spending. Their sales fell by 28%. Pizza Hut, Taco Bell said, this is awesome. Our biggest competitor has has." left the field. We're doubling down. Pizza Hut grew sales 60% and Taco Bell 40%. And then even in the Great Recession in the uh, 2008-2009, Amazon leaned in and was able to grow sales 28%. And so like throughout history, and there's 
probably 50 examples of that, you know, that are readily accessible. And it's fun right now too, to watch, even in terms of hiring with Walmart, hiring 150,000 people and a hundred thousand people at Amazon and CVS is 50,000. And, uh, uh, who is it? Um, Domino's I think is 30,000 and 7-Eleven is 10,000. Like it, you know, that alone, just that information, getting that out to people to say, there's so much opportunity in crisis. And the opportunity isn't let's buy all the toilet paper and sell it for 500% more. The opportunity is let's look at that, that consumer matrix and say, where is the demand and how do we pivot into it? How do we pivot into that demand? Yeah, I just absolutely love it. And, and it's that, that simple mind shift to where this can be a, a time where you are excited and looking at, yeah. hey, this, this, this can be good. One, I can help people through this process. And two, I can grow my own business and my own future ventures and things like that. But I think just, just underscoring, hey, what all those companies that you just referenced, what they all saw during the recession was cheap media, lower competition. I'm going for it. They had a good message. Yeah. Uh, and also, I think people people want to see ads. They want to see. Uh, they want to buy stuff. You know, it's we like, like to buy talking. things. We've been trained all our lives to buy things, right? Exactly. That's not. You can only bottle that up for so long. Before exactly. You're like, ah, you know, pent up pent up demand. Yeah, people have been saving a lot of money uh, lately by by uh, being forced to be at home, and they're ready to spend. So, uh, Roland, man, this was this was fantastic. Uh, really, I know you're super busy. You're in high demand. You're doing Facebook lives and all kinds of crazy stuff, but I really appreciate taking the time and thank and you for having me. I'm happy to help in any way we can. And, and again, I really love what you're doing and helping people out in this time. It's, it's so awesome to see. So I'm, I'm good. You know, thanks for doing that. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So I will link to everything, but you know, Roland Frazier everywhere online, just Google him, you know, facebook.com forward slash Roland Frazier. You, you, you'll find him uh, as well. So thanks again to Roland and thank you for tuning in. As always, I would love to hear your feedback what topics do you need right now? What information do you need? Uh, what, what would you like to see more of or less of? And if you feel so inclined, would, would love that five-star review on iTunes. Helps more people find the show. And with that, until next time, thank you for listening. All right, that's a wrap. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.